Um, but like those lovely ladies said, my name's RP. I'm one of the leaders here. And uh, I just want to talk to y'all about community tonight. I'll be up here just for a little bit, and then we're going to let y'all go explore everybody's life groups. But I want to start off with first thanking uh, Free and Emily for giving me the chance to speak. Appreciate it. Shout out to Denver. He gave me a fist bump before I came up here, so I'm feeling good. Um, but yeah, so I want to start off telling y'all my experience with joining Elevation. So my background is I'm a preacher's kid, went to Christian school, did all that type stuff. So I was surrounded by... Um, believers my whole life. And when I got to college, I realized that I had a lot of, a lot of people who believed like I did, but they weren't living like I did. I had Christian friends, but not Christian community. And so I get to college and I'm trying to find that. And I'm playing football at the time at UCA. And one of my boys named Roy, he was like, hey, do you want to go to Elevation? And I never even heard of Elevation. I'm thinking Roy's talking about getting high or something, um, something crazy like that. But then I, we come, he tells me it's service. And uh, I come in, if y'all know a man named Melvin Martinez, he is wild. He's the first person I met. I was like, this guy's on 11. His energy is 200%. He's crazy. But I think God might use this friendship. And he's blessed me in that way. So I came to Elevation. Um, it was cool. I felt very welcomed. Hopefully y'all felt welcome if you're new here. Um, and if you're not new, hopefully you always feel welcome. But I was like, this is pretty cool. And um, so fast forward, we leave or whatever. I'm thinking, you know, I'll probably come back. Probably not alone, but if Roy goes again, you know, I'll go. Um, and Roy invites me to a life group. And so I'm not even one to, like, step out like that to go to community stuff and meet people. But I was like, I'm trying to hang with the homies, so, you know, let's go ahead and do it. And so I went to life group, met a lot of people. Um, and the coolest thing was just how real it was and the fact that everybody came from a different background. Because, like, how I, I said, I came from a Christian school, so a lot of people, you know, believe the same way I did, but it was so cool to see people um, coming together, a group of guys from all different backgrounds and just wanting the same thing, and that's to grow together in Christ, and so that's what I want to talk about a little bit. It's just how, what that community looks like. Um, I just have four quick points, and then like I said, we'll get out there and we'll mingle all that good stuff. So my first point is Jesus had a community. Community is important because Jesus had a community. So Jesus is perfect, right? He doesn't need any help. Um, if he did have help, you would think he'd probably get kings, the wisest men. He would have just the coolest group around. But that's not the way that he decided to, to do his ministry. He got 12 guys from all different walks of life, some of them good, some of them bad. Um, and he was, I brought them all together, and he's like, this is going to be my group. And I don't think he just did that for for himself, but I think he did that as an example for now, for the future, to let us know that community is made up of people who are not perfect. If you look at the guys in his group, they, they, did, not, they did not measure up to Jesus by any means, but he took a group of guys and wanted to make them better than what they started out as. And I know some of you might be in here and you're thinking, like, I got way too much baggage, like, <laughs> now I don't need to be around Christian folk or I'm not the best Christian, all that type stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that's wrong, because if God can put a man who doubted him, that's Thomas, if he can take someone like Peter, who denied him and constantly messed up all the time, and even take the man who betrayed him, Judas, which led to his death, and he can say, these are the guys I want in my circle, then I'm here to let y'all know y'all make the cut too. And if it's not, uh, I don't meet up to Jesus' standard, if it's the people around me, they're, they're way better Christians than me. I'm going to let you know that everybody knows you're a mess. And the reason they know you're a mess is because they're a mess too. I'm a mess too. And that's okay. The point of a life group, the point of building godly community isn't to come in perfect. It's to start as you are and become better because of the people you surrounded yourself with. So 
Let's go to the next point. Community isn't everyone. So I have a quote from one of my favorite football players, RG3, also known as Robert Griffin III. So this quote is, stop texting first and see how many dead plants you've been watering. So this is not a shot at bad texters. I showed Alex this quote, and she was like, are you talking about me because I don't text that good? And I'm like, no, Alex, it's not that. And I'm not telling you to cut people off, but I am saying there might be some people in your life that you're hanging on to who are not causing you growth. I understand that maybe that was the best friend since before high school, but if you can look at that relationship and say, I haven't grown since high school because of this relationship, Maybe that's something that doesn't need to be in your inner circle. I'm by no means am I saying cut people out because we're trying to get everybody to the kingdom. But maybe it's just not somebody who needs to have a direct influence on you. So I have a verse for this. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 and verse 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Verse 12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands cannot quickly be broken. So, guys, we got to surround ourselves with people who are there to pick us up, not just be picked up, not to be there when it's convenient for them or when they feel like they want to do it or it's just a burden to them. If you have people in your life who your spiritual growth is an inconvenience for them, you got to push them to the side. Like I said, don't cut them off, but that is not your inner circle. we got to surround ourselves with people who are going to pick us up and want to see us get better the same way they want to see themselves get better. Next point. Community shouldn't be easy. So in your community, you should be challenged. You should be called out and you should be loved. And I'm not talking about don't, don't get bullied by people. Don't have people in your life talking about, oh, you're such a sinner or why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Good luck getting through the gates now. Like that's, <laughs> none of that is what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about have people in your life who are going to challenge you, who are going to push you. If you have a yes man or a hype man, you can have a hype man, but don't have a hype man who's always telling you like, go do it, bro. Go do it. I know it's crazy, but go do it. Let me know how it goes. That's not what you need. Um, you got to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed. There's this part in John 6 where Jesus is preaching to his disciples, not just the 12, but anybody who followed him. And we kind of touched on this this morning in service if you were there. But he's preaching to these people, and he's telling them what he always tells them, like, I'm the way to God, I'm the way to the kingdom. And these guys, these disciples are like, I want to do it by earthly means, or I don't want to follow Jesus the way I know I'm supposed to follow Jesus. And Jesus, he says during that, when he's telling them I'm the only way, he's like, does that offend you? And that relates to us now because it's so easy to get offended and to have people in your life who tell you it's okay to be offended, even if you're in the wrong. But Jesus was like, are y'all offended? And these people, because they didn't want to believe in what Jesus was saying and they wanted to do things their way, they left. All of them left. And so then Jesus turns to his 12 and he says in John 6, 67 through 69, you do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have, we have come to believe and to know that you are the only one of God. Guys, if y'all surround yourself with, with godly relationship, there's going to be these moments to where you're tested, where you're challenged. It shouldn't be easy. You're going to have these moments to where someone says, hey, you claim to believe this. You claim to want to live the way that God calls you to live. You're not doing it. You need to step it up. And that's all love. But you have the choice to either hear that and be like, no, I'm offended. This isn't right. I don't like the way you're talking to me. And to walk away like all these other disciples. Or you can be like the 12 and say, no, you're right. I'm doing wrong. I got to follow God because if I believe this, this is what I need to live out. 
And it's hard, y'all. It's so hard. And there's so many moments in my life to where guys in my life group, some of my closest friends, called me out. They challenged me. They said, bro, you can't do this. And I'm like, but I want to do it. <laughs> like, there's so many times where, like, I want to do this. But because I didn't, because I listened to the wise counsel in my life, I listened to my godly community that I'd been surrounding myself with. It saved me from trouble. It's made me a better leader. It's made me a better man in general. And I've grown from it. And it's not going to be easy. But if we really want to be who God calls us to be, then we've got to step up and say, okay, I accept the challenge. I understand that you're pushing me. I understand that you're calling me greater than what I'm supposed to be. So last point, community is a commitment. What are you willing to give up to have godly relationships? If God can give up his son and Jesus can give up his life, then why can't we give up an hour in our week to get in godly community and try to be who God calls us to be? And when we ask y'all to join a life group, we are asking you to sacrifice. We are asking you to give up your time, to push some things to the side, and really seek God. Because, like I said, if Jesus can sacrifice everything, why can't we sacrifice something so little? Um, And so, something I want to do, I just felt like when I was preparing for this, God wanted me to tell y'all that y'all need to evaluate the community in your life. And so, in a minute, I'm going to give y'all some time to just get with God and just see what he wants to do with the community in your life. It might be that you're new here and you don't know anybody and you want to run right out the door as soon as I'm done speaking, as soon as worship's done, just head down, just gone. And God's saying, no, I need you to stay. There's a group of guys in this room or there's a group of girls in this room that you need to be a part of. And your step is committing to that. Your step is taking that faith and saying, look, life group leader, I have no idea who you are, but I want to join your life group. And it works like that sometimes. Or maybe you're someone who you have people in your life who you know are influencing you and it's not the right influence and you've got to push them back. You're not cutting them off, but you're saying, this right here is keeping me from growing in God. And so maybe you're even the person who, there's somebody in your life who you know could help you grow. You know that you've been keeping them at bay because they know, or they're reaching out to you and saying, hey, I know God has this calling on your life. I know God wants to push you. I know he has greater things for you and you haven't been willing to let that person in. And now you're gonna let that person in when you talk to God. I don't care if, I mean, I care, but I don't care if you don't join a life group, okay? The whole point isn't to join a life group. The point is when you walk out these doors, you go search and find that community. You go, you go live out what God calls us to do. If, if you really want to live the way that Jesus calls you to live, then you've got to crave community. Jesus sending his son down to die created community between us and him. And you may not think it's essential. You may think it's cool to do life alone, and you'll, you'll probably get far with that. But there's so much more you can gain from it if you're with people, if you have people pushing you, if you have someone above you, if you have someone below you, if you have someone right there with you. There's no reason to go it alone if you don't have to. And so I just want to give you all a chance. Um, he's going to play the keys a little bit, give you all about five minutes. Pray, ask God, what do I need to do for my community? What steps do I need to take? And like I said, if it's not a life group, that's fine. But figure out what that is for you. Who do you need to move to the side? Who do you need to elevate in your life? So I'm going to give you all that, ch- that time to pray, and then I'll come up and pray, and then we'll worship some more.